Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Do you know the difference between patience and perseverance? The two concepts overlap, to be sure, but understanding the difference between the two can help you a lot in times of suffering. Be patient then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against each other, brothers, or you'll be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we consider blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or anything else. Let your yes be yes and your no, no, or you will be condemned. Courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is the quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I'll try again tomorrow. Quotation from Marianne Rodmacher. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt said, Courage is not having the strength to go on. It's going on when you don't have the strength. And Thomas Edison said, Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. And I like this one from Newt Gingrich. He said, Perseverance is the hard work you do after you get tired of doing the hard work you already did. People come up with some pretty clever sayings about perseverance. But when when you get to the end of your rope and you feel like you have to give up, it takes a lot more than a clever saying, doesn't it, to, to keep you going. What is it that keeps certain people going? when everyone else fails, everyone else falters, and they give up. Some of it might be personality type, right? Some, some people are just naturally more tenacious than other people. There are some people that they just never give up. They're bulldogs. They, just, they'll, they, won't, they won't quit even when they're barking up the wrong tree. Uh, they won't stop. They'll just, they, they, God will make it crystal clear. Look, I haven't called you to do this. And they'll just keep doing it just because you know, their dad told them, don't ever quit anything, and they're too proud to ever quit. Then on the other end of the spectrum, there's other people, they just, they'll quit. They just quit at the drop of a hat. Slightest little opposition, little, littlest bit of resistance just stops them right in their tracks. And they're the people, they're just always quitting everything. They won't finish, they're just, you know, we're getting a divorce, I quit my job, leaving the church, I threw my phone in the lake, I quit, I'm done, I'm, you know, and they're just, they're always bailing out of everything whenever the going gets rough. James is writing to people who are in a situation where the going has gotten incredibly rough. And he doesn't have any advice for them about how to escape their suffering. He doesn't have any advice for them about how to get the people who are hurting them to stop. But he's got a whole lot to say about how to persevere through this suffering. And to teach us how to persevere, he gives us three examples. The farmer, the prophets, and Job. And we discussed the farmer back in verse 7. We found that, Farmers are, uh, they're, they're able to stay motivated even though it's, it's, it's really a long wait 
for payday, they could still stay motivated because of a couple of reasons. One, the value of the crop, how much they value that crop. And number two, uh, they trust in the faithfulness of God. Uh, the farmer can see that the delay itself is accomplishing the very purpose that they're waiting for. So, so that's the, the farmer. Now the second example is in verse 10. So take a look at verse 10 in your Bible there. It says, brothers, as an example of suffering and, and patience, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. That word example refers to an example, not just an example to understand, an example to follow, uh, to, to be followed. James wants us to imitate the prophets. Um, Hebrews 6.12, we do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. It's good to be inspired by the great heroes of the faith. Scripture tells us to do that. Hebrews 13.7 says, Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Sometimes you know the right thing to do, but you can't seem to bring yourself to do it because, because um, you just don't understand what it looks like in real life. And you, you, you can't really... Find your, a way to do it until you see someone set an example for you. Imagine a group of soldiers who are frozen in fear until they see their leader charge ahead into battle and then suddenly they gain the courage to follow him. It, it, the, when that happens, the capacity for courage was there. They just need to be activated by an inspiring example, right? That's the way God built us. Sometimes you, you know certain biblical truths in a theoretical way but you don't really understand how to put them into practice until you see someone else do it. Haven't you experienced that? I mean, there's been times when I, I'll see, like, Andrew deal with a really hard relational problem, or I'll see, you know, the Trong family showing hospitality, or I'll see Bob with his tenacious love, or something like that, and, and I'll, I was like, oh, that's what that biblical principle looks like in practice. And then I, I feel like I can do it. It's not that I learned any new principle. I actually already knew the principle, but but I, I learned what it looked like in practice, and, and it motivated me. When I saw it done, it motivates me to do it. And you'll notice here that James shifts from using the word patience to the word perseverance. He's, he's making a switch. Patience, remember the definition for that, patience is a recalibration of the clock of my expectations to synchronize with divine providence. That's patience. This word for perseverance, it's hupo meno. Meno is to remain. Hupo is under, so it means to remain under. Remain under the pressure. When the pressure comes and things get difficult, instead of getting discouraged, instead of quitting, instead of getting upset or grumbling against each other, instead of reverting to some sinful solution, any sinful solution, instead of becoming double-minded and wavering in our faith, instead of all that, what, perseve- what we do when we have perseverance is we stand in faith until God brings the trial to an end. That's perseverance. Another difference is patience is a more relational idea, dealing with, it has an emphasis more on relationships. So, so you're patient with people, you persevere through circumstances. Um, so, so that means when your kids are getting antsy and they're, they're having a tough time waiting for some good thing to happen, uh, instead of saying to them, be patient, um, it, it'll, be a, it'll be a little closer to biblical language if we said, Persevere. You need to persevere through this time of hardship until this thing you're wanting comes to pass. Now, if they're arguing with each other and they're fighting each other, then it would be accurate to say, be patient. Be patient with your brother. Okay? So you get the idea. Patience means suffering a long time. 
uh, without getting mad. And perseverance means suffering a long time without giving up. And they're closely connected. You can see a lot of overlap um, because sometimes giving up means getting mad, right? Uh, that's, that's the way we give up. We give up on the godly path and then we get mad with each other and we start grumbling. Uh, giving up can mean I'm sick and tired of this and I'm sick and tired of being Mr. Nice Guy the whole time about it. And, and, and so we start taking our frustration out on one another. Perseverance and patience go hand in hand because perseverance says, I will continue to go on and I will do so with a godly, Christ-honoring attitude showing love to those around me. That's perseverance. But that's hard to do when you're at... That's patience, but that's hard to do when you're at the end of your rope, right? And perseverance says, look, I don't feel like I can do this for another hour. I don't think I can go on. Everything in me wants to give up, but I will not deviate from the path of holiness no matter how I feel. That's perseverance. And so you can see the connection between patience and perseverance, and you can see why James mashes them together here. Which virtue needs the most work in your life right now? Patience or perseverance? When things go wrong, are you more prone to giving up or getting mad? If you give up or give out, you need perseverance. If you get mad, you need patience. Now think of two people. First, who's the most patient person you know? They're never thrown off by God's timing, and they don't lose patience with people. They cut people slack, show mercy, bear with the failings of others without getting upset. you have the person in mind? What are some ways you could imitate that person and learn from their example? Secondly, of all the people you know, who has exemplary perseverance? They're strong in the face of suffering, and it never seems to throw them off track. Think about how you could be more like them. And one other thought about these two virtues. This is something we need to teach our children. Most parents talk a lot about patience. You know, your kids, kids are complaining about how long something's taking, and you say, be patient. And really what we mean by that is stop complaining. But how often do we teach them about perseverance? How often do we explain to them, when things are hard, stay strong, stand firm, don't revert to responses that displease God. Then, instead of just learning to keep their mouth shut so they don't irritate mom and dad, we would be acknowledging the fact that the discomfort they're feeling really does count as hardship, and we could teach them to face hardships by standing strong. If kids can learn to think that way about small hardships, they'll be more prepared to do it with bigger trials. And it would help us, too, because very often we forget to apply biblical principles of perseverance to life's little annoyances. So the application today is one that we've had numerous times in the book of James. Be on the lookout today for all the little hardships you face and consciously think about what it means to stand strong and persevere through them. That's how you strengthen your perseverance muscle for bigger tests in the future. Let's pray. Dear Lord, teach me to wait on you. You are my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You are the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. 
One thing I ask of you, Lord, and this is what I seek, that I may dwell in your house all the days of my life, to gaze upon your beauty and to seek you in your dwelling place. Because in the day of trouble, you will keep me safe in your dwelling. You will hide me in the shelter of your tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. I sacrifice to you, O Lord, with shouts of joy. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger, for you have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, you will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. I'm still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Teach me to wait for you, to be strong and take heart and wait for you. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of James. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. And if you like listening on your phone, get our free mobile app. Install the Church One app from the Play Store and select Food for Your Soul. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.